In today's episode, we will be talking about the suffering that comes with being in a toxic family dynamic. Are you a Catholic wife grappling with challenging in-laws? The Catholic Wives Desiring Peace podcast is your sanctuary for navigating the sometimes stormy seas of life with in-laws while being validated for what you've experienced. Join me, your host, Miriam Susan, a Catholic wife who's weathered nearly three decades of in-law drama as we tackle the tough issues you're dealing with head on. Hi, Miriam Susan here. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about some of the suffering that we endure as Catholic wives who married into a toxic dynamic and some of the sufferings that we witness for our husbands and for our children. And the idea for this podcast actually came during Mass for Ash Wednesday. As you can see, if you're watching the video, I've got my ashes on my forehead. As I was sitting there in Mass, I was thinking about the fact that we are entering into a season of penance and how a lot of times I have seen Catholic wives talking about how this is just their cross to bear to have a toxic family dynamic, whether it's their own family or the family that they married into, and how this is just something that this is our cross, this is our thorn, this is something that God has given us as an opportunity to offer up for penance and offer up to him. And I just want to give a different perspective. Now, of course, there are things that will cause suffering in our lives, whether it is a personal issue, maybe we have a health condition, maybe we have something that is just personally wrong with ourselves, that is a suffering that we can't really escape from, we can't distance ourselves from. And then there are types of suffering that we take on as wives or mothers and we see the suffering of our husbands because of certain things or our children because of certain things. And there are some instances where we are absolutely called to endure, forbear, and live with certain types of suffering. And then there are other types of suffering that perhaps we are not called to carry, that we are not called to simply grin and bear it or become a martyr for whatever the suffering is. And I think one of those situations does happen to fall under this toxic in-laws dynamic. Now, I will fully admit that there are some in-laws who are really not that toxic. Maybe they just have a personality conflict with you. Maybe, you know, you're just like oil and water and you just don't ever really find a way to truly get along with your in-laws. And that in and of itself can be definitely refining. <laughs> it can be opportunity for you to grow in your patience and to grow in learning how to love those who are hard to love. But there are other circumstances where there's something really wrong. 
So I wanted to kind of flesh out what might be kind of the dividing line between things that you're just going to learn how to live with versus really toxic situations. And I think for me, the dividing line seems to be when there are times when, you know, I don't see eye to eye with someone and it's not really a big deal. It's not a a critical issue. You know, even with my husband or even with my children, even with my parents, my siblings, there's been times when we just don't view things from the same perspective. And so those are things that I feel like are opportunities for us to humble ourselves, to try to find ways to be still loving and kind towards our loved ones, towards our friends, towards our neighbors, like political divisiveness. That's a way that really is not necessarily a reason to cut off contact. It's not a reason to, you know, end a relationship. But when it comes to really, truly toxic dynamics, I think that's where we can start to maybe have a more cautious approach to those relationships because they cause us harm. So that's the definition I'm using for what the dividing line is. Is this person actively causing you harm? And it doesn't have to be physical harm. It doesn't, you don't have to show any scars. It can just be emotional, mental, psychological, spiritual harm by continuing a relationship with a specific person. When you start to see issues where somebody is actively working against you, when they are taking steps to be manipulative, they are taking purposeful steps to be toxic, they are taking purposeful steps to harm you or your family, or your relationship with your family, I think that's where a line has to be drawn. And what is disheartening to me is in many of these, you know, Facebook groups that I'm in with women who are in families with a toxic dynamic, they are sometimes told, okay, well, all you have to do is gray rock. And gray rock is a term used in circles with toxic dynamics, toxic relationships, where you just try to almost become like a rock in a conversation and you don't fuel the toxic person at all. You don't give them anything in terms of any kind of emotional response. So if somebody says, so it looks like you've gained a little weight. Yeah, probably. Or if somebody says, gosh, your son is really acting up. He didn't used to act like that. Yeah, it's been a little bit different. And you have these responses where it's just, there's no emotion. You don't engage. You really don't engage. You're not being rude, but you're not engaging. And there are times when, yes, that is an appropriate response. And that is an appropriate way to deal with certain relationships. But if a person is really toxic and they are really engaging in behavior 
that is sinful, they are unrepentant, and it's a repetitive pattern, then I think that's when we look to the examples of Jesus and say, okay, he is not calling me to remain in this. Yes, he suffered. He was Christ. He was God. (laughs) But we don't have to stay being a doormat. We don't have to stay being somebody's punching bag. He is not calling us to do that. And so one of the best examples I have ever heard about an example of what Jesus would do and how he interacted or didn't interact with people is after his crucifixion. So a lot of people will say, well, you know, Jesus, he hung out with Judas. He knew Judas was going to betray him, but yet he kept him with him. He kept him close until he was betrayed, right? But Jesus didn't chase after Judas. When he left, he left. And Jesus didn't chase after him. And then after Jesus was crucified, who did Jesus come back to? He came back to those who loved him, not those who abused him, not those who persecuted, who scourged him, who hung him up on the cross, who ridiculed him while he was dying on the cross. No, he did not go back to those people. He went to those who loved him, who were his followers, who believed in him. And so that is a pretty compelling argument as to why you don't have to stay in an abusive situation. If you have in-laws who have shown that they will at any moment try to turn your children against you, they undermine your authority as a parent, if they try to wiggle their way in to your marriage and try to turn you and your husband against each other, that is not healthy. And this is my lay opinion, so take it for what it's worth. This is my lay opinion that it is a relationship, if it's that toxic, that Jesus would say, you need to focus on your marriage, focus on your children, and those other secondary, tertiary relationships have to be pushed aside while you focus on staying true to your marriage vows, staying true to your vocation as a parent. And some of those relationships may have to wither. Like I said, I've seen so many comments, so many posts in Facebook groups, including one just this week about a woman who happens to have a toxic mother who caused some pretty traumatic issues with her child. And her husband doesn't want to cut off contact because he thinks it goes against the fourth commandment. So I referenced my last episode and when we talk about the commandment to honor your father and mother and what that might really look like. And one of the pieces of advice she got was to just gray rock. And for me, I know that my 
two primary responsibilities are within relationships on earth are to my husband and to my children. And if my child is not old enough to protect themselves, to defend themselves, to be able to know how to speak up for themselves, then it's my job to do it. It's not my job to placate a person who has actively caused harm to my child, has not apologized, not said they're sorry, and not repented, changed their ways. It's not my responsibility to try to maintain that relationship at the cost of my child's health. And that's what I think a lot of people miss. So bringing it all back to this season of Lent that we are entering into this time of penance, I would highly encourage you to really and truly pray and ask God what he is asking of you in terms of the suffering that you are enduring because of your toxic in-laws, the suffering that you're witnessing your husband enduring because of his toxic parents, the suffering that you see happening to your children because of the toxic in-laws. And really seek out advice from not just one person. If you hear from only one person, that's only one person's perspective. So please don't just take me at my word. Talk to your priest. Talk to your spiritual director. Let them know what exactly is going on. And don't be afraid to seek more advice. A priest is a priest. (laughs) They're not trained counselors. And so if you have a priest who maybe grew up in a toxic family dynamic, they're going to have a different perspective than one who grew up in a healthy dynamic, who can see things perhaps a little more clearly than one who was raised in a toxic family dynamic. And so if you get some advice or counsel from a priest or even from a counselor or a therapist, and it just doesn't quite sit right, I'm not advocating just going and going and finding somebody who just tells you what you want to hear and pats you on the back and gives you a hug and allows you to be a victim, so to speak, but seek out really wise counsel. And I think you might be surprised by the encouragement that you will get. To be quite honest, I'm very pleased and also a little bit surprised at how supportive the priests that my husband has spoken to have been. And he's spoken with, gosh, at least three different priests And they're not all from the same parish and one religious brother and a couple deacons, not to mention a couple counselors slash therapists, friends who really see things pretty clearly. And this is with my husband not going in to these conversations, trying to prove himself right so when you go enter into these conversations with people that you're seeking counsel from, 
do be aware that you obviously have a bias. We all do. We cannot escape it. But go into the conversations really with a, you know, a sense of humility to say, this is what I'm experiencing. Please, please tell me if you see sin on my part. I need to know. I need to know if there is sin on my part so I can do an examination of my own conscience and I can seek forgiveness. I can seek to repair things that I can repair. Don't go into these relationships like many of our toxic in-laws do with an agenda. I need you to prove that I'm right and I'm going to convince you that I'm right and this other person is wrong. That's not the approach, right? This is our soul we're talking about. We have to have a humility and the desire to see sin in ourselves in order to be able to hopefully approach these things, these matters in the best way possible. And so, like I said, I encourage you to pray and pray for your husbands and pray for your children and pray for your toxic in-laws because they really need prayer. They really need prayer. And think about this during this Lent, that perhaps this cross that you bear is one that Jesus might be saying, it's okay for you to set this down. It's not one for you to carry. I hope this is an encouragement to you please feel free to reach out. I'm always available over email, hello at desiringpeace.com. I've experienced so many things and you'll learn more about the things that I've experienced as this podcast continues on, but I'm here. I'm willing to listen to what's going on because I know it's hard and I know it's lonely and it's a very isolating thing because it's not exactly something that you go up to somebody after seeing them and passing or walking through the grocery store and, hey, guess what? Yeah, my in-laws are... <laughs> it's not. And so I can't tell you how helpful and how much it really lightens the burden to have somebody else to talk to who really and truly understands what you're going through. Your friends might not understand. Your friends might have amazing relationships with their parents and their in-laws and they just, they cannot imagine the things that you're going through. But I get it. I get it. So as we go through Lent, I hope that you will, you know, do take time to pray for your in-laws. Pray for clarity of your part of this situation because we all have a part to play and really take time to really examine your own heart, your own conscious, and see, do you have any part in the strife, in the struggle, in the thorniness, the prickliness of the relationship, and for your husband as well. And there might be a situation, you might be in a situation where it is appropriate and it is better for your marriage, better for your children, and even better for your in-laws to pull back. And I'll talk about this. I just want to bring this up real quick before I close out. But one of the things that we didn't realize for years, I mean, my husband and I will be married 
28 years later on this year. And so for years, decades, we didn't realize that by maintaining a relationship at the level we did with his parents was enabling sinful behavior on their part. And so we don't want to be an enabler of sin, no matter who it is. If we know somebody is an alcoholic, we don't want to offer that person a drink. If we know somebody is addicted to gambling, we don't want to hand them a lottery ticket. We don't want to invite them over for poker. When we are aware of something that we're doing that is enabling somebody else's sin, I believe it's our responsibility to stop it. And sometimes stopping it means walking away. So let's wrap it up. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I will be praying for you to have a fruitful and prayerful Lent. And I hope that you will be looking forward to Easter just as much as I am, but also the growth that can happen during this Lent. And so I pray this has been an encouragement to you, and I hope that you will go in peace. See you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Catholic Wives Desiring Peace podcast. I have a free gift for you that I would love for you to get. It is my free scripts for toxic in-laws. It's a little PDF that you can use to give you some examples of how to speak to your in-laws about certain issues. I'd love to give it to you absolutely free. So if you head to desiringpeace.com forward slash gift, it will be there waiting for you. Just enter your name and email so you can start using it for inspiration on how to talk with your toxic in-laws. Again, thanks so much for tuning in. Go to desiringpeace.com forward slash gift to claim your gift now. Disclaimer. All content and information on this podcast and our website, including our programs, products, and or services, is for information and educational purposes only and does not constitute professional medical, psychiatric, or mental health advice of any kind and does not establish any kind of professional client relationship by your listening to this podcast or use of my website. A professional client relationship with you is only formed after we have expressly entered into a written agreement with you that you have signed, including our fee structure and other terms to work with you in a specific matter. Although we strive to provide accurate general information, the information presented here is not a substitute for any kind of professional advice, and you should not rely solely on this information. Always consult a professional in the area for your particular needs and circumstances prior to making any professional, medical, or mental health related decisions.